Welcome to the Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, September the 19th. We are coming to you, as always, from the Alamo Drafthouse here in Springfield, Missouri. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills, with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. And joining me today in the room, we've got... Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. Mm-hmm. Fresh back from Austin. Yeah. <laughs> What did you do in Austin? Did you go visit headquarters? I, I went to MondoCon. Oh, did you? Yeah. How was it? It was a ton of fun. If I had known you were going, I would have had you pick me up some swag. Oh, yeah? The shirt with the the death and the... The armadillo? No, the, the one with like the Grim Reaper looking okay, on it. Okay, yeah. yeah. There were, there were th- they had I the think, three or four stuff. different yeah. designs, and yeah. they had some really cool glasses that looked like beer cans uh-huh. but without the top. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get any of those. It was mostly like I brought I brought some stuff back. Right. I brought back some posters. I brought set back some like limited edition vinyls, so we'll have those on sale soon. Uh wanted to be able to share a little bit of the trip with everyone else, but That's cool. It was really exciting getting to meet uh a lot of artists. They had panels where you could see uh like they'd have sit down chats. They had a group of uh, Canadian artists. It was just Canadians, and they just, <laughs> it was like Canadians who were focused on horror art. Right. So it went through uh, like weird, a little bit so of each polite. of theirs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. They, they could be were, polite in their regular life, and then they were horror. insanely polite. <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember there was a gentleman who came up to one of them and was like asking. He was essentially wanting to haggle on a poster, <laughs> and the the guy's trying to explain as politely as possible. He's like, oh, that's a little bit of a faux pas. Uh, because, you know, I would have charged other people the same thing because they right. more than one of each. Uh, and then there was the, the coolest one uh, was there was uh, a panel where it was four artists and they all had their, like, computers up on the screen and it was split into four screens. Yeah. And they asked the audience, like, what poster they'd like to see made. And they picked one. It was this little kid suggested Paddington. And <laughs> the four of them together try to get as far into the design as a, of a poster as possible. Uh, like, right. so cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and they got really far. And it, well, the coolest were part was... Were they each doing their own, or were they like trying to connect it so that all four of them looked oh, like they were one poster? Each person did a different element right. of the thing. So it was like one did the... They decided to do a staircase with Paddington like coming down on a waterfall. Okay. Because uh, it's from the, in the movie. Right. And they were very disappointed when they realized... Like, halfway they didn't have through. nearly enough time for oh, that. No. <laughs> well, when they were halfway th- through, they realized one of the original posters has Paddington in a tub like uh, coming down on some water and they're like, we shoot, we don't... That's, yeah. They don't oh, want to do repetitive stuff. Right. Yeah. So, but they had already committed to it. Uh, so one did the water, one did Paddington and he did it with like hand drawing on a piece of paper that got uploaded uh someone did the staircase another person did like the shading and lighting and then in the last like 10 minutes they all start populating it together and merging the things yeah. and fading it together and you could see like they're about 80 percent of the way there it was really really cool because <laughs> awesome. uh, they're all quick and they're all smart and they're talking and discussing what they're doing and making jokes while doing this. right but at the same time they're doing a lot a lot of great work yeah Does that kind of stuff ever make you feel like i am Less than. wasted my yeah. forty years yeah. plus. Yeah, yeah, what am I even doing? No, because so, you're still young. Well, yeah. uh, some of them got started later in life. Uh, some of them have been doing it since they were kids. Others, like when the change of medium came to computers and it started being this tablet-based thing, there was a learning curve for them. But yeah. it was really sort of inspiring in a in a way with the creative aspect of what they did like a gentleman named greg ruth which was my favorite artist the entire time uh he d- does posters for like first reformed midsummer hereditary my wheelhouse right he loves that stuff and he talks about like 
uh, sometimes they'll ask they'll ask you for like a mock-up for a movie and you'll give them like eight little mini sketches right and you'll send that off and they'll say don't like this one don't like this one we want this one and uh, then you start like building it out trying to create like a bigger image and send that off and get suggestions and he's like but sometimes you get really really excited about what you're doing and I've done this a couple times I've completed the work before I sent off the little, like, snippets. Just because he had one that he, he wanted to do no matter what. He was just so much what. fun, yeah. and it just was making itself. So he, he would then, after he completed the full work, he made a little tiny, like, pretend drawing of, like, a basic version of what he'd just done. Right. And he sends that off and explains it. And they're like, oh, we love it. It's like, oh, great. Done. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's perfect. Uh but it was it was just cool to hear from all these uh, creative minds and how like movies affect them, how their art uh, styles can slowly merge in. They they also discuss like some art forms that are kind of cliched now, uh, like the shape with everything in it. Meaning like they discuss the nightingale because uh-huh, he did that, uh-huh, good, and uh, one of his mockups he drew and like the form of a nightingale, and then he populated it with some of the characters and stuff like that, and then was like. Yeah, little bit. Yuck. Uh, yeah, so. it doesn't really work with the movie. Yeah, have you seen the Nightingale? No, I haven't had a chance to. No. Yeah, nobody has. He had to no. watch even it. when they did have a chance. I know. He had yeah. to watch it six times. Yeah. to like do the work and understand it properly. I do but. think it was an important movie, um, to because it was true and it was just so true, but it's so rough. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's anyway. one of those you have to be in the mood to <laughs> to see. I don't know if you can even get. Well, yeah, you have to yeah. get in a certain. I think the best way is not to know. That's how I went in. <laughs> that's almost like, worse. Like, does anybody want to write this movie up? Is it like the blog? Goldfinch? Oh yeah, it's pretty similar. And, yeah, I was like, I'll write a blog. I love writing. And yeah, and I watched it. And I was like, how? Oh am my I god. Why? <laughs> how do you anyway, distill that into yeah. yeah a blog post? Yeah. So you had a good time, is what you're saying? I did have a good time. It good. Was, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's take a look at the top five at the box office last weekend, <laughs> and not a whole lot different or new to talk about. It Chapter 2 held on to the number one spot, earning just over another $39.5 million. Collectively, the two It movies have earned more than a billion dollars worldwide, which is really so weird to say. Great. It's great. I love it. Yeah, but it's me odd too. to say that. It is. The It movies. Debuting at number two, Hustlers earns just over $33 million. It's the largest live-action film opening for Jennifer Lopez, topping 2005's Monster-in-Law, which feels weird that that was her biggest opening yeah, prior that, to this. I was just like, I read that, and I thought, okay, all how, right. How Geely do opening? I was just going to say <laughs> that. Or, or, no, yeah, you beat me. No, that's good. Run through a number of them. I'm that, glad that we were both right there. Awesome. Uh Heard a lot of good word of mouth on this one, so same, same. That's good. Plus that menu. How that's do you the, say that's okra the again? Thing. How do you say? Oh, uh, no, that was pretty tame. <laughs> that's a, that's a jet lagged version, I think, right there. Uh, at number three, Angel has fallen, fell another spot to number three. Takes in just under another four and a half million dollars. So again, big big drop off between one, two, and then three, four, and five. Uh, Good Boys slides to number four, makes over, makes just over another four million dollars. The Lion King rounds out the top five, earning just over another three and a half million dollars. This is the ninth straight weekend that this film has been in the top five. Amazing. 
I think this is the last weekend. I have a I feeling that is. may be the end of it. It's barely holding on as it is. A few movie-related headlines for this week, and I've added a couple because we've had some news break recently. Uh, first up, director James Gunn revealed an updated cast list for The Suicide Squad, which is funny that he's just slapped, instead of slapping a two at the end of Suicide Squad and calling yeah. it Suicide Squad 2, he's slapped a the at the beginning. Yeah. He's like, no, no, forget that one. This yeah. is The this Suicide is the Squad. The Squad is done. The list, the cast list thus far, uh, has returning stars Margot Robbie, Viola Davis, Jai Courtney, for some reason, and Joel Kinnaman. I like Jai Courtney in the first one. He's uh, one of the better parts. He's of one a of those terrible movies. He's one of those guys who I just don't understand how he keeps getting work. I, he's not I guess. good in a lot of things. No, he's not. Uh, but I would say, yeah, Suicide Squad's probably his best performance, and I can't stand but, that movie. Yeah, but then that's not saying a lot. Yeah. Um, and then we've got some newcomers to the franchise. Surprising no one, Sean Gunn. Michael Rooker and Steve Agee, who all worked with James Gunn on the Guardians of the Galaxy projects. Some other interesting names have popped up, including Idris Elba, which we kind of knew. He officially, I guess, is not taking over for Will Smith. He's playing a different character, which makes sense. If you have a full toy box full of action figures you can pull out, you don't have to keep pulling out the same ones. I'm so shocked that Will Smith isn't coming back for this one, just primarily based off of the fact that now there's a pretty solid pedigree. Yeah, I, just, uh, I, I think that, I don't think he was asked to come back. Is what I think. Really? The, that's my that understanding. Is be... that? Um, oh, that's completely entry. different. Before he leaves for creative differences, <laughs> the difference was they didn't want him to begin with. Yeah. I think they. Uh, I think he was commanding too high for you know because you put Will Smith in the first one and you it kind of by He's default becomes a Will Smith movie. Yeah. And James Gunn said, no, we, we haven't done be, yeah. that. It's going to be an ensemble film, and oh. we'll see. Mm. And what an ensemble, especially that last one. Keep, but keep we'll going. We'll keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Capaldi, the former Doctor Who, has joined the cast. Taika Waititi, um, question is whether or not Marvel knew he was uh, cast prior to giving him the next Thor movie or... At this point, if they even care, but he's just going to do what he wants to do because he's Taika Waititi. Yeah, so long as the date doesn't interfere with them, I'm sure they'd be fine. I'm sure they'll yeah. be okay. That Pete Davidson apparently That's has a role. The one. That's, That's a role. which the is one. just kind of. I, I said there. the end, but I meant next to last. I have a feeling he's going to play like a, a loosey goosey, sarcastic type. Really, yeah. you think so? Yeah, I got yeah. A hmm. with a real chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And all of these had been circling the project, been kind of, you know, the rumor mill's been buzzing. But this last one was the previously unannounced surprise. And if you look at the cast list, he did it like poster style. And in the top left corner, the very first name you see, fan favorite Nathan Fillion apparently will be in this movie in some capacity. Whether he is voicing a CG character, whether he will be a live action character, has yet to be determined. I got a strong feeling a lot of these people are yeah. voicing as opposed to, or mo capping as opposed to live yeah. action. Yeah. But I bet Pete Davidson's there, though. But he's in the flesh. Fully there. <laughs> physically. He, maybe not emotionally. <laughs> maybe not yeah. mentally. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And Gunn did release on social media with the cast list that the, the, this statement, quote, don't get too attached. Again, it is not called the Suicide Squad for nothing. I like that. I think that was clever. 
Yeah. Hopefully it's not a case of just quickly introducing a character and then blowing their heads off. Or if this is like most of these yeah. people are gone in the first like 10 Deadpool minutes. Like too. Yeah. yeah. little MacGruber. team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always love like that thing where they set it up like it's going to be one thing and then they just wipe them all out and start from scratch. So. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Could, as well. could be happening. It could be that all of these are gone in the first 10 minutes and there's a whole new cast that we don't even know about. We'll find out. Shortly, I guess this comes out 2021, 20, 22. I forget when exactly. Director Colin Trevorrow is working on Jurassic World 3, which follows Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which saw a bunch of dinosaurs released on the U.S. mainland, which sounds a whole lot like the old Jurassic Park 2, but it isn't. It's totally different. <laughs> but as a separate project, Trevorrow has released an eight minute short film to the interwebs titled Jurassic World Battle at Big Rock. Has anybody a chance to see the eight-minute Jurassic World short? No, I meant to watch that last night, and then I fell asleep, like, insanely early, so I did not. If this is the direction they're taking the film, it teases, you know, people's first encounters with dinosaurs now being wild creatures on the American mainland. The post-credits sequence or whatever it is they're slapping in there uh, further solidifies that this is a... uh, that seems to be the route they're taking with this next film. The short is really well done for a short that's not, you know, produced to run in front of something. It's just a side project. Does it have like any story to the short? Yeah, a little okay. bit of a story. A okay. um, little bit of a story. A little bit because it's only eight minutes, yeah. but it is a family that's camping in the woods somewhere at a not like intense by themselves, but like a campground type thing where there are other trailers and stuff and. The joke made at the beginning is uh, one of the other guys at the campground taught this little girl, she's probably six, seven, maybe eight years old, to shoot a crossbow. <laughs> and he's like, don't let my daughter shoot a crossbow. That's not safe and stuff. And then, of course, there are dinosaurs, and they end up, the little girl, saving the family because she can the shoot the crossbow. Family, yeah, so uh, uh, Chekhov's crossbow in this case. Yeah. Can't show a crossbow unless it's going to go off. Exactly. Uh, so that is available online. You can check it out again. At Jurassic World Battle at Big Rock. It's a fun diversion for eight minutes of your day. Are you excited for the next one? Uh, I was until they did Jurassic World 2. And because that movie had such an identity problem, it didn't know what it was trying to be. It was an adventure movie, but then it wasn't. Then it was a horror movie, but then it wasn't. And then it was, you know, it just, it was so discombobulated. Yeah, it was a bit all that over it kind of killed my, my enthusiasm for the next one. Yeah. Buffalo Bill wasn't even that good in it. There What's wasn't very name? many good performances at all. In that <laughs> one. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. And finally, this was fairly fresh. Sony picture CEO has told variety, that, quote, very famous people whose names I won't use, end quote, want to reboot The Princess Bride. Because Sony has signed Norman Lear to a contract, and he somehow still has production credits and attached to it, so I guess Sony has decided that gives them the right to sell the reboot rights or not. Uh, Not very many people are in support of Sony rebooting this one. Star of the film, Carrie Elwes, went on social media and posted, quote, there's a shortage of perfect movies in this world. It would be a pity to damage this one. End uh, quote. Which is nice. fantastic. That very That's a very well. good line. Some self-awareness yes. in yeah. all of this. Ah, oh, so good. Gave me a little goosebumps there. <laughs> I mean, 
Some of the movie, I, I totally get remaking movies for modern audiences. Some movies, though, that... Work just fine for yeah, modern yeah, audiences. Yeah, they yeah. work perfect. Like, there are movies that f- parents show their kids, yeah. and that's an exciting bit. Uh, I how do they not know this won't work? <laughs> how do they know? It's it's a very it seems pretty obvious. There are some movies that are practically untouchable. Nobody has rushed out to remake The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For good reason. This is kind of in that same not. ballpark. And I would it's say. been far longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eight years. I mean they did try to make a sequel, I well, guess. Yeah. But that's yeah. a whole other story. It it just seems a little foolish. I like to think that they'll kind of get their heads leveled and understand that that's not a good idea. But then if they do, audiences just have to do this thing where you have Speak to like whatever doesn't exist. The uh, statement itself in our current socio-political climate kind of raises eyebrows like, really, name some names because I don't think there is anybody beating down the door at Sony's headquarters trying to get the rights to remake this. I think it's more of a... If I say there are people interested, then people who aren't interested might get interested thinking they might lose out on the opportunity to be interested later. I don't know. It feels like a... I wouldn't be surprised with someone wanting to attach their name to a project that was already successful once just Mm -hmm. because then it's like, oh, I can get an easy success. Oh, this will easily just make some money. Oh, I will easily be attached to something that's already considered big. Right. But... Big don't mean good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's big don't mean big good. don't mean True good. Who would play never... Andre the Giant's role? Oh, see, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like any of them, just stop. Yeah. That's oh, kind of it's timeless. You don't need to remake it. It still plays. What if it was better? <laughs> Does that happen? <laughs> there, it, has happen it has Those happened on occasion where the remake has been better. I mean, but it's usually the times, not a loved movie. Yeah, but yeah. the times that has happened are yeah not classics. We could get a gritty and Princess Bride, a modern. Yeah, yeah. Get Zack Schneider on it. <laughs> New in theaters this week uh, again. Probably the last week. The Lion King's in the top five because we be. have a few. We have three films in wide release this weekend. Ad Astra, Brad Pitt's latest sci-fi. It's not Interstellar, but it is Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Downton Abbey, which has a huge following, huge fan base. And the film that I don't know that anybody asked for, but we're going to get it, is it's, Rambo It's the last very blood. last blood. I don't like to Although ask he this. has stated that if it's successful, it may not be the last, last blood. That's a little spoilery, because I was really hoping. Like, that he goes out. Yeah. In a blaze of glory. Like Logan. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, finally gets a chance to rest. Yeah. I'm going to guess that's not the case. If he's still leaving open the possibility there may be sequels. It's, I will definitely watch it. I can't. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, can't even miss it. It's silly. Well, I mean, and you guys have some stuff, fun stuff going on, which we'll talk about. Let's get right to it. Coming up this week at the Elmo Draft House, Thursday night, tonight, a Rambo marathon starting at 3 p.m., five movies. Ticket price for all this is less than 30 bucks. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. We have a very disappointing a bit of information about this. So we lost the ability to show the third one. So now we have to play Hot Shots Part 2 in its That was stead. the one I in find Afghanistan? That to be very, Rambo I don't, 3? <laughs> yeah, I don't find that disappointing at all. I find, no, it, that was, I find it now the best day of my life. Far and so. away the weakest in the... 
being so light up. Yeah. We'll still show it. <laughs> no, I think at this point, <laughs> no, I think at this point, you should just slide it in and see if anybody notices. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, isn't that Charlie Sheen? Yeah. Shh, shh, shh. I, th- I think I think your audience may kind of be like you know. Yeah. My favorite I'm okay line with this. from a Rambo movie is "I'll kill you until you die from it." It was uttered by Saddam Hussein. Oh, that's hot shots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> also on Thursday night, 1988's Hairspray, a cult classic. Nobody's at 6:40 favorite. PM. Turns out. Yeah. We got plenty of tickets left for this, it's folks. It's a cult Come classic. On <laughs> this John Waters film has dried up. Yeah. yeah. Come out. It's it's a lot of fun. But it's still, remake, it still is... has plenty of water. Ricky yeah. Lake has a great performance, <laughs> for example. Huh? That's Come amazing. on now. Yeah, it's amazing. Come on. Is this one where you think the remake hurts people showing up for the 88 version? I just couldn't show the remake. couldn't allow uh, myself, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think people like both of them, actually. It's, it really? is one of those instances where they're different enough. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think they really appeal to the exact same audience. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. So, yeah, the, the newer one's pretty entertaining and fun and light. Uh, the original... It's got that really strong John Waters yeah. vibe, where it's mm-hmm. almost a little dingy, but still, it's got a it's got a wonderful moral, mm-hmm. uh, very heartfelt film and fun music. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. On Sunday, the afternoon tea for this month is the Downton Abbey screening, which is sold out. Believe so it or not, can't believe hard. it. Yeah. Also on Sunday, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof at noon. Not sold out. <laughs> it was because they're all going to Downton Abbey. Exactly. Raging yeah. Bull at 1 p.m. Uh, not a lot of love for this one either. Well, they're all on Downton Abbey. It's just a lot of crossover. Yeah, if you had to draw we a Venn actually, diagram between the Raging we were Bull up crowd and far the... before they still weren't selling. <laughs> and uh, the next two Harry Potter films Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix at noon, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince at 3.40. Yeah, yes. You guys are going to wrap that up before the month's over, mm-hmm. aren't you? What's <laughs> happening? On Monday, the 23rd, 16 Candles at 6.40 p.m. Yes. Always a classic. And somebody speak to this one a little bit because I don't know what exactly to say about it. It's Rear Window, the classic film. A free screening for Victory members presented by, is it Mubi? Is that how That's you would how pronounce I them? Pronounce okay. It. At 7 o'clock, Mubi's a. Tell us a little bit about what it's this is It's like doing. a classic curated streaming service, right. basically. So um, for Victory members, they have uh, 30, 30 days free mm-hmm. of movies, so they can access all of those classic classic movies. And uh, they have, uh, we offer this probably at least eight or nine times a year, mm-hmm. and uh, this one, Rear Window, is, is excellent. So that's gotten – it's close to sold out, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of those where it's the $5 and the food voucher. Yes, so you, yeah. If you're so familiar with that, Victory Club members probably are. But Yes. Oh, you pay you pay $5 to reserve your seat. Right. And then at the end of the night, we take that $5 back off of your tab. So yeah. it is a free movie, but just in order to keep that Just so you got, you've got to be able to book a seat. Place, right. right. And then on Tuesday night, Shaun of the Dead movie party at 7 o'clock. Heck yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. David, anything exciting to add about Shaun of the Dead? Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, we've shown this the last two years. Mm-hmm. It's always a really great time. Uh, I remember when this movie originally came out. It was, 
I was I was probably about thirteen or fourteen, right? And we watched about the first ten minutes of it. And as a kid, you're like, "Oh, this is so slow. This sucks so bad." Yeah. And then it just turns up to eleven right after yeah. that, and it's hysterical. Uh, with the movie party, we'll have a little contest at the beginning, which will be fun. Uh, but you're gonna have some nice bar slash Shaun of the Dead related props. Uh, you'll have your own little sales tag. Uh, <laughs> you get a bang stick that you can bash your buddies with. Uh, it says, I, I got red on me. Uh, <laughs> and then we also have uh, a little bit of pub nuts for you to munch on while you're uh, hanging out. Pub so, nuts are the best. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a treat. I know so many people love the Edgar Wright trilogy. Oh, yeah. And this one's kind of the crown jewel. You think so? I, you know, I go between. I would, this and I hot would fuzz. argue hot fuzz. Yeah, I, I prefer hot fuzz. But I yeah. got to say, every time that we do any sort of trilogy or show the two of them, this is the more one. More people show up yeah. for Shaun of the Dead. They love it, and I, I love them both. At World's End, I really, really like. Right, Shaun of the Dead though, it's the best. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. But I do love hot fuzz. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Sold out. Sorry, can't get your tickets. Hope you already got them. The Champagne Cinema Movie Party for this month is Steel Magnolias. Yeah, we're going to have to bring this back like every other month. Yeah. Seems like it. People absolutely keep, love this movie. Yeah. Keep it in rotation. Yeah, <laughs> we would have added more. Uh, we had a little supply issue with one of the props. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, it's, it's a hot, hot ticket. So we're just going to order up and, and bring it back soon. There yeah. you go. All that plus the Tuesday night trivia dome in the back lot, 7 p.m., seven rounds, seven questions, up to seven folks per team. That's going on every Tuesday night. Anything else? Tell us a little bit more again about the special menu, just because I want to hear you guys talk about it again. Good. I want to say, um, in case I haven't talked about it enough, the Downton Abbey special menu is so amazing. Those uh, stuffed mushrooms. I was wanting to hear the Hustler one again. I just, know. Just... I'm going to let David do that one. Okay. I don't want to take them both. And then uh, the Mrs. Padmore's Girdle Buster. Uh, <laughs> that is a sandwich that I would relish the idea of eating every day if I could. Wanted to bust your girdle. Yeah, yeah. It, would, it will bust a girdle. But for, you know, just like, hey, it's my cheat meal. I highly recommend it. So, so good. Yeah, our Hustlers menu. We we do have quite a few offerings. Uh, Any in particular? uh, I would say the Blame It on the Juice is the one that I would like to really highlight. Uh, It's a nice (laughs) cocktail with Grey Goose, uh, uh, Lieber & Co. pineapple gin syrup. yeah, it's it's pretty delicious. We've gotten to try all of the drinks. Uh, One of the food items. What is it? It's the... It's the it's the big dick energy tastes like collard greens. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how comfortable people will be ordering, <laughs> ordering that, it, but you know that's what you want to write down on. Just the list. Well, you say it. it with, Does it taste like? Just say it with confidence. Like you know what? I'll have the big dick energy taste like collard greens. It sounds delicious, uh, but it is delicious. Uh, very very well crafted food. Anything else? I mean, there's three other items. We also have the Lizzo's flutes, which are like flautas, chicken mm-hmm. flautas. Uh, we have Cardi B's fried okur. <laughs> no. Okur. There we go. There we go. That's what we want. And yeah. booty shake. Yeah, we don't even care about the shake at this point. <laughs> That's Not even the booty shake? <laughs> okay, well, we'll take Hilarious. the booty. What's in the booty shake? Booty. Oh. Uh, it's going to be vanilla ice cream with Sailor Jerry spice rum, coconut cream. Uh, Moaning dark chocolate and caramel sauces and toasted coconut flakes. Oh my God. Doesn't that just sound fantastic? Uh huh. Yes, it does. 
Big booty booty. Well, get your tickets early. These special screenings often sell out. Some already have. As we've mentioned, you can get them in the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device. You can buy them online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. Or you can get them in person. Again, just don't wait till the day of the screening. They may be sold out by the time you get here. You can find all of these events and more on Facebook. Just search for... At Alamo Spring Mo. And go to the events page. You'll find all kinds of stuff for the rest of this month. You'll find October on there. Adding more stuff. Saw the Rick Mobiles coming back. Saw that was added yesterday. Yep. Yep. Lots of fun. Well, let's talk a little bit about last week's poll because we had more votes cast in last week's poll than we have had cast on any of the polls we've done. So I don't know if it was the topic, which is always popular. People be loving music. Don't know if it's the format, doing this as a draft. I don't know what it was, but folks responded. Here are the results. Again, what we did was we drafted five movie soundtracks and asked you to vote for who had the best draft lineup. Can I just say real quick, I don't know Please if I do. mentioned this. Uh, I don't think I have, but I got a text from my son that said, I voted for David. And well, good. Yeah, so he voted for David, although he said he It was did. one of those ET votes. Where the, yes. Nobody's going to vote for this, That's so I'll right. vote for David. No, I... Ouch. <laughs> One of my votes was for David, too. I also voted for myself twice to make up for it, but <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here's the results. At number four, with 11% of the vote. Whopping 11%. I mean, statistically, yeah. you should, probably should have had at least a quarter if we were just doing this or close to it. Mm-hmm. So that's all right. 11% of the vote with a lineup that included Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Juno, The Master, Drive, and Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. David with eleven yeah. percent of the vote. I think you had were a little heavy on the Michael Sarah. Yeah, maybe I, that hurt you. I, you know, I I don't know if that was not the that problem. he had anything to do with the soundtracks at all, but uh, I think it maybe it was the Walk Hard and the yeah. Master might have been the thing that threw it off the most. I don't know. I would uh, say the Master because I was be the I was briefly confused about that one. Uh, it's first off, it's a very haunting, awesome soundtrack. Right. There are right. a few songs in there that are really cool and set the tone. But it's I mean, just, people may not know. Yeah. Maybe, like well, me, I was like, what one was I that? I was thinking, didn't know, now you know now type situation yeah. where you're like, oh, I'm going to go through and listen to every single soundtrack that we suggested. And then they would say, oh, duh, the master, that should be Well, okay. clearly I should vote for David. Well, clearly they didn't listen. <laughs> At number three, with 15% of the vote, with a lineup that included Purple Rain... Heavy Metal, Almost Famous, The Crow, and Queen of the Damned was Kenny's choice. Kenny's lineup was at number three. It was fun watching these next two because they were neck and neck most of the week, right up until the final day. But at number two with 34% of the vote was a lineup of Forrest Gump, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, The Blues Brothers, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and Elf, and that was mine. And at number one, with 40% of the vote, taking it overnight in the late yeah. night hours, of the, right up to the deadline, with a lineup including Top Gun, Footloose, Spider-Man, Dazed and Confused, and Singles, was Jen's choices. So congratulations. It was all Nickelback's hero that did oh, that. That's what it was. Nickelback yes. put you over the top. This was fun. We had some comments. Uh, This one, Jason with the Sample Chapter Podcast, at Chapter Sample on Twitter, part of the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. I would go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, He said, fun episode and tough choices. Here 
given what's left, mm-hmm. he inserted himself and said, I'm going to pick from what's left. Yeah. I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I encourage Love everybody that. to do that. If you guys want to do that as we do more of these, uh, oh, by I, all I means, all please week. do. <laughs> yeah. Second guessing. His choice, here's what he would have had based on what we didn't pick. He would have picked The Big Chill, A Knight's Tale, Miami Vice, Beverly Hills Cop. That was a good one. And Conan the Barbarian. His also, his alternate, his, if one of these had been taken, I would have gone with Xanadu because he had apparently a huge crush on Olivia Newton John. Haven't we all? So thanks to everyone who commented, who voted. Appreciate the comments again. Have fun with this because we're having fun putting these together. We encourage you guys on social media as you're voting to have fun with what you guys want to do with what we do as well here because that's more fun to me sometimes reading what other people do than than what we do. I spent so much more time obsessing over where I went wrong than I did actually choosing the ones. So my brother sent me a text that was a quote from the movie Reality Bites. And I'm like, oh my God, I love that soundtrack. (laughs) Idiot, you stupid idiot. Yeah. And then like Lost Boys, I was like, should I have put that in there? I talked about it last week yeah. anyway, but on and on. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, woulda, coulda, shouldas, but mm-hmm. they just didn't make the cut. But no. it's fun. It's fun no. to see what other people do with that as well. This week, since we, we kind of liked it, and it seems like you folks, because you voted, hundreds of you did, uh, voted. We're going to do a draft format again. Kenny's not here, but he did send me his draft picks. Oh, I bet he did. He did. So we are good to go. We're going to do it again this week. We're going to draft five movies adapted from other media. That includes books, comics, video games, music, whatever. Five adaptations. We will roll the dice again. I've got the dice here. Everybody's got a six-sided die. We'll roll high number. What did Kenny roll? I'm going to roll for him as well. High number picks first, low number picks last. Right now, Jen's got the six (laughs) again. So uh, this will be Kenny's. Okay, and this will be mine. All right, so it's going to go Jen, who rolled a six. David rolled a five. I will pick third with a three, and Kenny goes last with a two. So Jen and David will get the first two picks. I'll give you guys just a second to get your lists out and get your stuff ready as I put together this uh, tracking spreadsheet so I can make sure we've got everything ready to go. I have so many lists written down here, and now I'm trying to remember. I think this was my uh, honorable mention list, and this was Uh-oh. my wait with this count <laughs> list, and then this is my final. So I think I've got I, it. The wait will this count. I did some of that as well, yeah. and I think We'll just kind of play it off as uh, we'll, well, my just, final we'll just discuss ones, it. I, yeah. I, you know, I'll throw these in as a, yeah. by the way, I didn't know if this counted, but right. it meant a lot to me. I All think, right. yeah, we'll, we'll discuss them as a group. And if, well, you know, there's three of us here, if we have to, we'll take a vote and decide if something's going to, yeah. if it's good enough to. If it's scary enough and I think that it'll beat me, it's going to be a no. <laughs> then it's a no, uh, clearly, right off the bat. All right, I am ready to record your picks, folks. So whenever you want to go, Jen, you have the first pick. What do you pick? All right. Uh, Let me just say, first of all, that uh, I only went with ones where I had read the book and seen the movie. Oh, wow. So you've limited yourself. So gives the rest of us a fighting chance this week. That cut about a... Several thousand off, um, but there were some I was like, "Oh, I but I didn't read it, right? Or I didn't see the movie." Okay, so, um, and I'm going in no particular order because it was so tight. But I have to say, uh, because I just love this author and his work is so disturbing and freaky. Anytime you have a chance to read more of his stuff, do it. Uh, Fight Club. 
Fight Check Club. Colin, I yeah, guess. I never know how to say his last name. So I was like, this guy, what a guy. What about him? Very good. So <laughs> Fight Club is the first pick taken in our adaptations draft. Second pick goes to you, David. You cannot pick Fight Club. All right. Uh, well, I'm trying to be smart about the order I put these in. Yeah. Because I want to get the ones. I have like some me ones also. Right. But I guess if I'm going to go ahead and nab a strong contender, uh, I think Mario Puzzo's The Godfather yeah. has got to be on this list. Uh, I'm, yep. It was The Godfather 1 or 2. I just, just as an easier way of deciding, just to keep I'll it pick simple. the first one. Yeah. I didn't read it. I didn't read didn't it. Didn't read so, it. So no, Jen's I meant not but on my it. rules, I could. Yeah. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have anyway. Well, my, I had to loosen my rules because uh, if we were sticking to just like books that we've read that have been adapted into movies, I think I've got Where the Wild Things Are. That's about Great it. Great one. <laughs> right? Great one. <laughs> That'd be the only one you could choose. Yeah. And Guardians of Gahul, the stupid <laughs> owl movie. <laughs> the owl movie. Nice. All right. So I have the third pick overall, third pick in this round. I am going to go with... The Wizard of Oz. Nice. Again, another one of those were not necessarily my favorite. I have some me picks saving for later yeah. on, just like you do. But I think that uh, it has to be on any list that we would put together. Kenny, who is not here, gets two picks back to back. Again, he sent me his list. He will get both of his first two picks. His first pick, the last pick in the first round, is Logan, based Ooh. on the Marvel Comics books, characters, I love that movie. Good pick, Kenny. It is a good pick. It it was on my list, just not in the first round. Yeah. The his first pick of the second round is going to be the best little whorehouse in Texas, oh. based on oh. the musical play musical. Yes. So again, thinking across media here. So Kenny's getting creative. He is. And neither of those surprised me that he would pick them because I know he <laughs> likes both of them very much. So that comes back to me in the second round. I am going to hold off on this one. A me pick. Save it for later. I will go with also a me pick, but one I'm afraid might not last. I'm going to take Stand By Me. Ooh, oh, that okay. made my that made my second list. That made my honorable mention. Yeah. So Stand By Me based off of the Stephen King short story. David comes back to you. All right. Uh, my next pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to go with One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Ooh, uh, Very nice. my also on, yeah, also on the list. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Really funny and sad and energetic and frustrating and just a wonderful, wonderful movie all the way and around. And book. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so that brings us to Jen. You will get two picks back to back. So you're... Last pick in the second round, your second pick overall is going to be? Um, I'm going to go with, I wanted to pick so many of Stephen King's works because mm-hmm. I've read so many of them. Ultimately, though, I'm going to go with the one where both the book and the movie had me just silently crying, The Green Mile. Very good. Huh. Yeah, that, you're welcome, David. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so you're going to have to pick it next round. So yeah. It's yeah. not left. And then so that is your last pick in the second round. You also have the first pick of the third round. And for that, you are going to choose. Um, 
I don't think any of my picks are going to be chosen by anybody else. Okay. But uh, this is one, a book that I had to read in college. I thought this is probably going to suck. It was amazing. Saw the movie, saw a couple of versions of the movie in Cold Blood. Truman Ooh, Capote. Very good. Really loved that. I mean, it was horrible, but I really right. loved it. Yeah. Very good. Good picks. David, comes back to you for your third pick. My third pick. <laughs> Are you going to have to pull the trigger? <laughs> oh, man. So whenever it comes to like adapted screenplays, there are a couple of fellows who do a very, very good job, mm-hmm. uh, and those would be the Coen brothers. Yes. So mm-hmm. when I was making a selection, I kind of got tossed up between two of their films, uh-huh. which one that I would pick. Uh, one is a little lighter romp mm-hmm. uh, that we referenced in our last. Thing. Yes, we did. But not going to take it. I'm going to have to go with No Country for Old Men. All right. And mm-hmm. my reasoning being, uh, the scripting is so important for that film, just based off of the lack of music. Uh, it's eerie to not constantly be hearing that stuff in the background, but it really does bring everything else to the front. Right. Yeah. That was a really great movie. Yep. But I didn't read it, so I can't pick it. You could have picked it. You, you put know, your own I rules put, on no, yourself. I know. I did yeah. this to myself. Oh. We didn't tie your hands. But I'm like, yeah. how can I know is the best adaptation? All right. So my third pick is a film that we have referenced already on today's show. I'm going with The Princess Bride. Nice. Mm-hmm. That made my second list as well. Keeping a little lighter today on the picks. Yeah. All righty. Kenny has two back-to-back, and neither of his have been taken at this point, so he can get his third and fourth picks. His third pick is the Rocky Horror Picture Show, again, looking at stage musical adaptations. Yeah, nice. And let me get that added in here. Dead air for those listening at home. There we go. All right. And his fourth pick is a Stephen King adaptation. He's going with The Shawshank Redemption. Dad. I told was, you you should have got it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> that was on my that was on my second list. I think it was on everyone's list uh, at some point. But I had point. so many Stephen Kings. I was like I can't take the whole thing Stephen right. King. I yeah. have to I still it. have one more Stephen King. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'll let you have you it. Uh, I'm going to take instead I will take Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, good All right. One. Because for some reason, I picked a lot of movies when I was younger, apparently, that I still watch. I'm glad you chose that one, because I've kind of been considering Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) Really? No. I was going to say, that would have been a surprise. (laughs) I was really excited when that came out, though. I don't know why. Yeah, unfortunately. It did not live up to the expectations. David, we go to you for your fourth pick. All right. Uh, For my fourth pick, we're getting Martin Scorsese in there, Mm -hmm. and we're taking good I was wondering at what point it would be taken. There we go. I didn't think anyone else would hop on it quickly, I I was getting a little nervous. Yeah, I was just wondering if I should take it early just to be the jerk, and I decided, no, that's stupid. It would have been funny. Yeah, No, not really. (laughs) All five picks of mine are good fellas, so... And so we go. So Jen, you'll have the last two picks. You'll have the last pick of the fourth round and the first pick of the fifth round here. Okay, this is where my second guessing's coming in, but I'm going to stick with my original list. I'm going to be a man about it. So uh, this is my favorite author of all time, and she's haunting and beautiful and perfect, and her words are otherworldly. And her this movie in particular really held true to the book. Practical Magic. Alice Hoffman's wow. Practical Magic 
So beautiful. Very good. Hell yeah. And then for your final pick and then in this week's draft. Finally, a movie that just ripped me apart. Such a good book. Uh, the movie was great. It was the first time I really liked Winona Ryder. Uh, the first I'd really seen Angelina Jolie, and it's Girl Interrupted. Very good. David, we go to you for your final pick. Okay. Uh, for my final pick. Come on, David. <laughs> Whittle it down. Hey, it's okay. I've got two that I'm really struggling with for my last pick, too. So. Okay, so for my final pick, it's a little different. It's a little newer. I hope that it will. It was successful when it came out, but I hope that it continues to have legs because uh, the director's already had a pick on this list. Okay. Uh, the movie would be Gone Girl. Gone oh Girl. my god, I forgot. I absolutely I loved that love book. that film. Oh, uh, so good. Uh, just watched the TV series from that author with Amy Adams. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was phenomenal. Uh, Megan, actually. Yeah. The, uh, book read the book was so she incredible. She was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I hear the author has a very particular style and mm -hmm. just from Gone Girl to, uh, what the hell is that TV show called? It was a miniseries. But between the two of them, she does have a Sharp very objects. particular... Sharp Objects. Yeah. yeah. Sharp Objects. Yes. Uh, I between saw the two really of them, yeah. she has a very particular style, and I think the adaptation in Gone Girl is just... It's awesome. It's intense. It's got mm -hmm. a real Scott Peterson vibe to it at, <laughs> at times. It has uh, a very ambiguous, you never really know where you're at yeah. in that film as related to the other characters and your feelings for mm -hmm. them. Yes, I agree. Good pick. Good pick. All right. I have got a couple of choices left. I'm just going to have to, this is one of those where they talk about killing your darlings and I'm going to have to pick one and not the others. And there are so many here that I have that have not been chosen. Um, I'm going to do – I have a hard one with this because my one of my favorite comedies of all time is still here, yeah. and one of my favorite romantic dramas is still here, and I just cannot choose between the two yet. So I'm going <laughs> to skip over mine because it's not on Kenny's list okay. and go ahead and get his knocked out while I think a little bit more. His fifth pick has been taken. He had Stand By Me, uh, Willy Wonka he had also, which is taken. His next pick – is the never-ending story mm. based on the book by the same name? Yeah, I love that movie. I hear the I book is still book. being written today. What? I heard it it's hasn't like ended rule. yet. Yeah. Okay, so now I've got to pick one. So I'm going to go with the one I think will get me the most votes at this point. So I'm going to pick based on the 1970 something play. French play. I'm going with The Birdcage. Yeah. Mm. Really good. Really good. So here is how it shakes out. Folks are going to vote on who they feel has the best lineup of five adaptations. And you here's what you're choosing from. Jen has Fight Club, The Green Mile, In Cold Blood, Practical Magic, and Girl Interrupted. David has The Godfather, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, No Country for Old Men, Goodfellas, and Gone Girl. Feels they're, pretty dark, like doesn't it? all crime. Yeah, it feels pretty dark, doesn't they're it? So they're weird, all crime, dude. I know. That's okay, because I went the opposite of you. I've got The Wizard of Oz, 
Uh, where am I at here? Stand by me. The Princess Bride. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and the Birdcage. You have an insane. So we are at the polar opposites of each other. You have an insanely positive and upbeat. Yeah, it depends on how people feel when they come to vote this time around. If you're feeling really down, I think I'm getting seven percent this time. (laughs) And then Kenny has Logan, the best little whorehouse in Texas, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Shawshank Redemption, and the Neverending Story. That's what folks are voting on this week. Any thoughts? Anything yeah. that you got that was not chosen that you thought somebody might have taken, or yeah. So here are a couple stories I want to talk about real quick. Yeah. First one is uh, a really solid um, series, two solid series where the adaptations were amazing. Harry Potter, yeah. Uh, series of unfortunate events, and really because the series of unfortunate events. Film, I didn't feel like it was as strong as I, like uh, the Netflix series. As a child, it was exactly what I wanted. Yeah, was yeah. it from reading and the I, books? I thought it was a perfect adaptation. Yeah, so did I. And I would read the books to my son. Yeah, and I just loved it. And then, um, but I'm like, well, I can't pick the whole damn thing. I <laughs> yeah. can't pick one over the others. So right. that went out. Then, uh, Flowers in the Attic was one that really hit me when I was like, yeah. you know, whatever age that teenage was. Teenage girl, yeah, at that so time, I read all of BC Andrews and was right. stunned to discover BC Andrews didn't write a lot of them. Yeah. And then, uh, the other one what was I going to say, oh, it. It was like the first Stephen King book I read that was crazy long. I think it was over a thousand pages. And I read it right before I saw the 1990 series. Yeah. And uh, oh my gosh, just chilling. The book and the series both were terrifying to me. So then a ton more. It was several that you guys picked, but and then my issue with which Stephen King book do I get? <laughs> right. Yeah. David, any other thoughts on stuff that you didn't pick or that nobody picked that well, you thought maybe... I was anticipate if we did this next year, I imagine the it cats would be cats would be on there easily. <laughs> uh, the fact you got through that with a straight face yeah. is impressive. You uh, might consider acting as well. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so there when trying to like come up with my list, I wanted to sort of uh pick from there are a lot of filmmakers who almost deal primarily with adaptations. Like Kubrick? I was surprised yeah, going I was through. I was like, wow, Shining. every Kubrick movie is yeah, an adaptation. Yeah, practically all. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to do more of a focus on that because mm-hmm. I think uh, directors who work with other people's words consistently, especially directors who do a lot of their writing, uh, tend to have a stronger output when it comes to uh, adaptations. And, right. Uh, Let's see, The Shining was one that I didn't put on. Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. uh, I was just going to pander with. Right, I was yeah. just going to pick that. Schindler's List mm-hmm. uh, probably deserved to be on there. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. As a really As the unique, other Coen Brothers movie you didn't yeah, pick. Yeah. Uh, lady Killers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's so many, I mean, even comic book-wise. Uh, Spider-Man 2, uh, Dark Knight those would technically fit into Adapted. They uh, absolutely would. And it's funny because I don't know that I had any of those Scott on here, Pilgrim. but yes, they should. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yeah. I was, I was uh, expecting you to take that one. Yeah. I'm one of the people who like the Watchmen movie, and I think it's a solid adaptation of that uh, that story. But uh, yeah, it's, there's a lot of really, really awesome instances where a film gets taken uh from another medium and adapted, and it comes out with a completely different vision. Uh, so, 
you know, we always kind of whine about how we don't get anything original, but... A lot of these, you these, couldn't tell they were... These yeah. lists are really good yeah. movies, and they are not originals. Yep. Uh, so, in some respects, you, I think there's got to be that understanding there's a cohesiveness to bringing two mediums together. Uh, and, yeah, a lot of these movies really sing. Kenny also had on his list, in case it got to that point and he needed to pick something else, he had Forrest Gump, which, again, another yeah. one that mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. made my also list, but not one of my top picks. The other film I was struggling with was Casablanca. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having a hard time choosing, not choosing that one. Um, but yeah, some of the others just kind of going through the list. There are a ton. I mean, we could be here all day. Yeah, and it's insane. fun to do this one today because we just had It Chapter 2 released. Mm-hmm. We just had The Goldfinch released which we didn't talk about much <laughs> for good reasons. We just had Hustlers released, all adapted. So it's kind of fun to do this one today. But some of the others, I mean, it's, yeah, you can go back as far as, like you said, with Gone with the Wind, I picked Wizard of Oz. You can go really recent as what's in theaters right now. But some of the other ones that I didn't pick, that I didn't necessarily read the book, so I didn't limit myself like Jen did. <laughs> um, but I thought were strong films um, that, were not chosen. Whiplash, I thought, could have been chosen, oh, but it wasn't. I love Whiplash. Great movie. Based did I didn't even think about I it. I didn't know it was a book. But yeah. as I started researching, I'm like, wow, hey, here we go. It was actually, it was adapted from a short film. So uh, it's a film along, it's one of those, kind of like another one in that group was District 9. Yeah. Adapted from a short film, didn't take it. Uh, but others, Cool Hand Luke, ad- mm. you know, strong. I, I enjoyed that movie. Avatar. <laughs> Argo, based on oh, the yeah. memoir of Tony uh, Mendez, Silence of the Lambs. Cannot believe nobody picks. Oh, it was on my Lambs. second okay. list. Yeah, uh, Apollo was thirteen was actually an adapt again from the novel and memoirs. Um, Surprised the Martian wasn't picked a little bit. That was really good movie. book. Uh, the Departed. I wasn't sure if you were going to get to The Departed or not. I considered it. Uh, it was a was it a Chinese or Korean film? Was it a Korean film? Uh, it was, yeah, it was some internal or infernal affairs. Yeah, infernal yeah. affairs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I considered it, but while I absolutely adore The Departed, I don't think it's Martin Scorsese's best movie yeah. or the best adaptation. So. Yeah. Others, uh, Arrival, based on the short story, Great. story of your life. Not surprised we didn't discuss this one, but To Kill a Mockingbird is kind of the, like you mentioned at one point, the one you watch when the teacher's hung over at school. Yeah, the Gregory Peck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. not chosen. Field of Dreams, and then, of course, you've got yeah, The Hobbit, really The Lord of the Rings, The Hunger, Hunger Games. I'm not surprised nobody picked the Twilight movies. but um, And then, again, you've got those prolific authors that always get adapted, like the Nicholas Sparks stuff. you got mm-hmm. John Grisham mm-hmm. stuff. Jane Austen. I mean, there's so many. Wuthering Heights almost made my list. Tons of Bond films, the old horror, you know, the Universal movie, the Frankenstein, Dracula, all those adapted. Tennessee Williams. We didn't get a lot of stuff, you know, with Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Streetcar Named Desire, something like that. Uh, Tom Clancy's stuff, again, the Bourne films uh, that Matt Damon was in, Shakespeare, Dickens. I mean, you can go on and on and on and on and on. Um, but this is good. I think we've got a good cross section of films that folks are familiar with, and nothing here seems too uh, too obscure that folks won't have seen it or have know of it at least. So 
we're going to ask folks to vote this week, and we'll see if David does better than 11% of the vote. I should have picked Adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> the Charlie Kaufman yeah. film? Uh, yeah. That would have been thief. a little too on-brand there. Yeah. But, so we are asking folks to vote. The poll is live right now. In order to vote, you go to Backlot Pod on Facebook or on Twitter and log your vote. And if you want to throw in your comments, we would absolutely love to read those in next week's episode when we go through the results. And give us your thoughts on anything we talked about. What are you going to go see this weekend? What would you think of it? If we use your comments, again, we'll give you a shout-out next week's episode. You can hit us up at Pod on Facebook, Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. We don't ever check it. It's there. Or you can actually call and leave a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We'd love to use your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. And be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online as well. On social media, just search for... At Alamo Spring Mo. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can download the Alamo Draft House app in your mobile device. Just search for Alamo Draft House in your device's app store or online at the Alamo Draft House online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. And if you're not in Springfield, if there's an Alamo Draft House that's closer to you, slash wherever that happens to Mm be. Don't forget to check out the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Season 2 is underway. We've got a rotating lineup of guests and hosts and all kinds of fun stuff. More information on that at popgoesoftheculture.com. Anybody have anything else before we go? That's it for me. I kind of like doing these drafts. These yeah, are kind of fun. Yeah, these are fun. It is. It's I intense. Like it a lot. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, hopefully the, the voters uh, like it as well, and we'll get some a big turnout again this week. That's going to wrap it up. I have been Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Alamo Gin. David Mann with the Alamo Draft. Cut it mid-yawn. Yes, he did. <laughs> Be sure to vote and come see a movie this weekend at the Alamo Draft House. We will talk to you all later. See you. Thanks for stopping by. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.